G'day everyone, I'm Daniel Ricardo, and you're listening to EFTM, everything for the man. Thank you for downloading, thank you for listening. Uh, Trevor Long, Harry Tucker, Connor McNally with you for the Formula One podcast here at EFTM. And I've got to tell you, uh, you wouldn't need more than three or four minutes to build the KO Mini for that race because it was one of the most boring races of the year. Um, and it was made better by the very, very last lap where Daniel Ricciardo got the fastest lap. And uh, really, Mac, that's really going to piss Max Verstappen off, don't you reckon, Harry? Oh, definitely. Max was Max won. What did they call it? The Grand no, The Grand, the grand slam. slam, yeah, which is was pole position. Fastest lap. Lead uh, every lap. And win the race. And win the race. Mm. And so Dan's stolen that from him. And the best part was Christian Horner told him on the radio that he got fastest lap. And he goes, that's what we call a simply lovely race. <laughs> well, Daniel got it, so sucked in. Um, I don't even know what to say, Connor. Um, we, we, as always, as had ball. high expectations. Many, many a sports bet gamble. 18 bets. Um, <laughs> yep. I, I think I had 17 in the end. Are you listening, sports bet? Um, we've got some... What was the one I came up with that we should have? Um, no, how early is the safety car? If there's yeah, a safety car. yeah. Safety car first lap, safety car first ten laps, that kind of thing. Well, the, yeah, the over under on something yes, like that. Yes, an over under on safety yeah. car would be perfect. Yeah. But um, anyway, we got paid out because Sergio Perez sadly um, did not finish the race. The only retirement, the only retirement of the race, and what a and shock! Interesting either. Look, look, I feel so sad for Checo because his last race of racing point. Potentially his last race for a while. I hope not. But talk about that in a minute too. Yeah. yeah. But, but after last weekend winning the Sakia Grand Prix and then having to you know retire in the final race of the year, I mean that's just a pretty big blow for him. You know, after what so in the first ten laps as well. Yeah. Of the f- of the of the twenty cars on the grid, um, given tire choices and whatnot, you only had Ricardo, Vettel, Perez, and Magnussen choose hard tires off the start, which was bold, like because obviously those tyres are, are going to go longer into the race, and theoretically that's you know holding out for some sort of incident. It was a very clean start. Daniel went a bit backwards. Uh, Norris was doing a very good job of holding off Albon, but Albon did manage to get past. But Verstappen out front had really good pace, Harry. I mean he was three, two to three seconds in front pretty early on, and managed to basically consistently, consistently just keep the pace and push the pace out. It was, but I think both the Red Bulls, because you consider, you know, what we've seen from Alex as well throughout the season. Yeah. And for him to hold, what ended up being like a forty-second lead between him and uh, and Norris in fifth. Yeah. So it, I think it was the Red Bull was was just a bit quicker on this track. I don't know if there was some. I I think I heard someone say that they thought it might have been some improvements on the Honda engine. Um, there was also aero improvements. They changed the rear wing and stuff. So yeah. they are obviously continually evolving that car. In preparation for next year, because there's, yeah. there's only very small changes to the cars. But, Connor, we made the point during the race that it was kind of actually a very clear visual representation of the Formula One grid slash Formula One problem, yeah. where you had Red Bull and Mercedes out front and the rest then yeah. back. And that gap, while, while it actually didn't look like that much on track, it was 40 seconds between um, Albon and the McLarens, and that's that's just too much in any it, category it, it's for way, there to be that that sort of domination. It's way too much. I mean, everyone was focusing on that pack past fourth place, 
and basically we, we saw, for the most part, Daniel Ricciardo, he put in a stellar stint. 40 laps on those hards. That was yeah. an incredibly good stint. And we were thinking to ourselves at the start, oh, could have been the wrong choice. But as you said at the beginning, give him a couple of laps and those tyres will kick in. And they kicked in really, really nice. And he really took it up to the likes of Racing Point. He took it up to McLaren. And that battle between Racing Point and McLaren for third in the Constructors' Championship, that could go on for at least another you know, couple of hours after the race because there was a contentious incident with Carlos Sainz. Yeah, but Carlos had a five-second... Um, gap to Daniel, uh, eight second gap to Daniel Ricciardo anyway. So even if but, he gets a five second penalty, but he could get yeah, ten. Okay, so he drops back one point, yeah, one place. It's not going to be enough. No, the stroll finish in tenth. So yeah, yeah, because McLaren have pretty much secured, regardless of the outcome, they've secured that third place, which is millions of dollars and lo- and much deserved because they've been in the doldrums for a long, long time, and it's good to see them back in the top three. So here's, here's a question for you: Lewis Hamilton came back from having COVID. Skipping a race, George Russell raced for him at Secure. Um, <laughs> it, I don't care whether he's 100% fit or not. He should ha- he, he should. If he's in the car, he's 100% fit, right? That's that's He's in the car to race. Isn't it interesting that you've got two Mercedes cars, they're equal cars, and you've got two drivers, and Lewis can't... Like, Is it because it's the end of the, end of the year and he's won the championship, he doesn't have even the, the kind of gusto to even push at Bottas? Do you know what I mean? Like mm. it, it kind of does demonstrate that maybe Lewis has just had all the luck and is fortunate in where he's fallen in race after race, or does it indicate very clearly that he's not driving as hard oh. because the desire's not there because the wind's already in the bag? And I also just saw him cough on camera just. Then. I know, I saw that. So he I, should not yeah. have raced, in my opinion. I, I, I'm sorry if anyone's saying, "Oh, it's great that Lewis is back." The fact is, if he was not performing at his peak. In this race tonight, it's quite clear to me he's not 100% still and he should not have raced whatsoever. We should have seen We're only George saying that because we wanted George Russell back Absolutely. Well, I, I'm biased, everyone absolutely. And I, but everyone. Everyone wanted George Russell to race this weekend in the Mercedes and it just seemed it's so sucky that he was back in that Williams and you can see quite clearly in the race tonight that George being in that Williams, like, it's, it's no, there's no comparison. There's poles apart and you just think, George must be thinking to himself, how the fuck am I driving this car when I really should be in that Mercedes? Yeah. Um, on the on the uh, the converse of what you said about Lewis there, though, if he, you know, it looks like he's not 100% in terms of yep. feeling well, but the fact that he still wanted to come to Abu Dhabi and race again, you know, that shows like that inner, yeah, his inner competitiveness. Good point. Inner he, he didn't need to come. He no, could have just won said the championship. Mercedes have won constructors. Like, there was n- there's nothing for him to gain other than he's just, he wants to race. Yeah. He's a racer. And you can't take that away from him. No. Oh, no. He's no. very clearly a racer. But then again, every driver in Formula 1 is a racer. They just want to be there. I don't know. Have you seen Alex Albon? <laughs> well, that's a different story. Uh, he, he almost it. He almost called Hamilton in the two final more, few two laps. Two more laps and he would have overtaken Lewis. Yeah. Listen, he wouldn't have. Because yeah, Lewis, have Lewis was up. just in wind-down mode. Yeah. That all three at the front were in wind-down mode. Uh, Alex doesn't get any credit for coming close to Lewis at the end. He gets some credit for getting past Lando and doing all those things because it would have been the absolute outright end of his career and if he hadn't. And creating a 40-second lead. Huh? And then creating a 40-second lead. Over the in, in a Red Bull? Yes, yeah, true. Okay. I mean, this is the problem with the argument about Alex, and we've banged on about it every single race this year after the first couple, really. Uh, Christian Horner was interviewed before the race and asked specifically, what does Alex need to do? And he, he said, we're going to sit down and look at it after this race. He said, I think it was to Natalie Pinkham, he said, we're going to look at the totality of the year. Um, 
and the bottom line, what he didn't say was, no, no, Alex is Alex is our man, and um, we're we're going to stick with this team. You know, they're clearly negotiating with Checo. But I don't know. But then, and just, as I said, I think I think it was only last week that I said it, or was the week before when you were here. But it's the perfect thing to do is wait until after the young driver test, after all that's over, yeah, after yeah, yeah. the you, Formula you One media week, have yeah. left town and many are on holidays to just put out the announcement. Still, it's still big headlines, but it's not everyday interviews in the paddock style. Headlines. Exactly right. I, I agree for the sake of Red Bull, but then just and in Checo could just be, you know, throwing throwing the curtains up to, to have a bit of secrecy there as well. But just how he's been speaking the last week, doesn't seem like he's confident that he's going to have a seat next year. He, seem, he, he well, said maybe, that he's... Well, you know, okay, so because boredom kicked in at lap five and we went another 50 laps with nothing happening apart from some decent little uh, DRS passes around the place, uh, the race can be put behind us. It's over. It it's done. Worst it was race a nothing race. Worst race of the year. Yeah. Let's talk about Checo. He has said for several weeks that he either has secured or is very confident about his being back on the grid in 2022. Now, strangely, I've not heard anyone push him on that. Now, I might not have read everything, but certainly Sky haven't pushed him at all on that claim. Who the fuck is he driving with in 2022? Well, maybe, I don't know, maybe there's some confidence in Williams or maybe maybe it's the George Russell taking Valtteri in... In 22 or little, I don't know. I'm sorry. Why would you want? Why would you want to go to Williams when they're absolutely at the tail of the field? We're showing no signs of improving anytime soon. No well, way. They got, they got more money. You've got the new car in 22. You know, I'm not. There's, you know, no one's saying they're going to win the championship then, but maybe they can take take a solid. If you're Checo, I don't know that the strategy is smart to tell the grid that you're going to be back in two years because it doesn't yeah, help you get a drive who's for next give you year. The one year. Yeah. Who's gonna? Who's like? Although, does it play into Christian's hand to know that he can have him for a year and then move on? But but is that also a negative? Because do you want a bloke in your camp, you know, learning everything about you and then leaving after a year? I just think Red Bull's such a tight ship, they wouldn't want someone for no, just a so. year unless he was going to retire. Unless they were confident that, you know, you're going to push, say, Sonoda into AlphaTauri, give him his one year to develop in there, and then move him in 22. Yeah, but then where does Checo go? And is he, is he t- does he take engineering knowledge yeah. with him to Williams or wherever he goes in 2022? Because you're right. I mean, Williams... Um, How long I was... Um, yes, Alfa Romeo, you know, after... Maybe Kimi's going to go next year and, and Checo takes that senior experienced driver role at Alfa that they clearly seem to enjoy? Yeah, possibly. Possibly. But remember, Checo started his career with the team formerly known as Salva. Salva, so, yeah. That was 10 years ago. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Look, I think next year will definitely be Kimmy's last year. Yeah, I've no, I've no doubt. You know, like I know to him it's a hobby, and he's made it known in the past. <laughs> but I think next year will be his his swan song. Yeah, you know, it'll be twenty years since he you know made his debut. You know, with Sauber, and you know, I think it'll be just be a nice bookend for him to wrap up his his time in Formula One. Yeah, well, that kind of makes sense as well for Checo then for twenty two in that Alpha. Yeah. I think so. I think I think Alpha's all the cars. All, so my only problem with that senior driver strategy is you should be blooding proper juniors to yeah. the point where they progress. I, I honestly Giovinazzi's going nowhere. Yeah, I honestly thought Mick Schumacher would be in that Alpha. That's a much seat. better place to be. Absolutely, Put Mick Schumacher in Alpha and have him learn from Kimi for a year, who can bait Kimi could be the guy that says, "Mate, don't listen to this shit. Don't worry about it. I got you." Like. Well, that that's where he needs to be. He needs is that it senior absolutely. driver there. Is and there I, some I, kind of other Hastil or something that we don't know about with Ferrari? 
Well, I think I think there's definitely some form of in- insurance that Haas continues to to be on the grid for another year or so because clearly they are looking. See all this investment. Yeah. We'll just use the term investment because that's been used in the media. We've <laughs> discussed it being different words. <laughs> just think Ozark. Um, <laughs> the the investment in McLaren and Williams um, that surely gives some sense of hope to Gene Haas that he could either sell the business. Or get investment of his own well, yeah, to turn it into he's something. Got, he's got Mazepin. Mazepin? Mazepin? Yeah, yeah, but that's... You, How do you pronounce that's, it? But, but that's ne- just driver investment. I'm talking yeah. ownership the problem. Wise. The problem is with Nikita Mazepin, he's, he's a lot of bad news. A lot of bad blood there in regards he, to what has happened in 100%. the last, 20, last seven days. I cannot... Hang on, hang on. I can't see him being on the grid in 2021. Without a qu- with with the, the negativity that has happened in twenty twenty one, I can't well, see anything going to pull it back. No. I reckon they. That's what I mean. There must no, be mate. his dad must be throwing in so much money. He, he's fine. He made a mistake, and you know what? Several times, Formula One doesn't have enough of those. It's it's what's fascinating about it. I, I think I said this to you guys early in the year. Yeah, it's, true. It fascinates me that Formula One doesn't have like a bad boy. those kind of scandals. It's because no one wants to sponsor those types of people. No, no, but that's that's what's amazing to me. It's yeah. amazing that when you've got Young blokes earning millions of dollars that they aren't letting loose in the wrong ways and just, coming unstuck. That's because you got there's just so much money at risk. You look even in similar, like you know, basketball, NBA, and and even in you know very high level you know, soccer, you don't really see it there either because they know yeah. that if they stuff up, it's not just you know a small contract or they're not going to play for a little bit. Like it's tens of millions of dollars that are at risk, and it's just. Yeah, they've just got people around them to make sure it doesn't happen. I think yeah. that's just what happens here as well. Yeah. And they've also, these guys as well, like, don't forget that they've been groomed for this since they're like 12. Yeah. Like, it's not it's not like a football where you're playing the juniors and then all of a sudden you're 18 and you're in, you know, you're playing for South Sydney or something. Like, you. That's yeah, a good point. It's a very different sport in that sense, isn't yeah. it? And in a rugby league suffers from that because there's so many players. Yeah. Mm. You know, this and is, this so is many, an elite and, 20. And you look at rugby league and AFL. You know, they they have scandal upon scandal upon scandal, and they don't learn. You know, that's the difference to say what we have in Formula One, where scandals like what what we've seen with Mazepin in the last seven days is very few and far between. And again, much smaller money pot. So you got some yeah. some of those guys that are what earning you know four hundred grand a year, which is a lot for you know the average person, but mm. in terms of professional athlete. Yeah. And then you've got say someone here might be earning ten million dollars a year. Their manager of that's got you know one two million dollars a year at risk as well. So they they don't want to lose that. So you've got all these people around them that are trying to make sure it doesn't happen. Who races Alpha Tauri next year? Sonoda and Gasly. That's so right. that's not locked in though. Sonoda's not locked, locked in. in. No, yeah, Gasly's, the Gasly's the only locked. Gasly's locked in, but yeah, not that, Sonoda. Not Sonoda. Not so which yet. which members of the grid are not one hundred percent locked in? It's only Albon. Uh, well, yeah, it's the it's the Red Bull and Alpha Tauri second drives, isn't it? Pretty much. Everything and, else and, is and Mercedes, although. I think okay. Oh, I think we can assume Lewis is going to yeah, keep racing. Yeah, yeah. I think he, so. as as Harry said, he came back for this. Yeah, if he's coming back for this, he's coming back next year. Yeah, it'd be strange otherwise. So how how, how long is um so Vettel's contract with Aston is that one or two years? I think it's two because I think it, it goes into the new regs. I just reckon there's something interesting about you know the whole Toto and Hamilton marriage and then Toto's you know investment in Aston does. Yeah, is that the 2022 move for them just to do like one last hurrah in a different car to together and see what they can do and sort of you know add that little bit of extra to the legacy to go? I I just don't see Toto is just such a, a smart businessman. I don't see him going for a short term. Yeah, like it, 
he would need a, he he would only go if he's going to turn it around from something to something. Whereas just one year, well, he's he not going to go time. out on a on a mid mid range result. He's going to yeah. need a, a genuine result. So I don't see that happening. No, but it would be but fun to see some big changes. I just like think that. that it'd be. I would just love to see Lewis in, you know, that that type of car, something that can you know still compete for the front, but just really you know show his next level driver ability, which we did see earlier in his career. And yep. you know, you don't get become a seven time world champion. You know, because you're average, even if you do have the car that he has had. Yeah. But it would just be interesting to see him have to scrap for the win mm. in a car like that Aston Martin, which which probably will have the pace to get podiums, but it's not a, a shoe in like the the Mercedes is. Well, now. I think that's where Vettel brings his yeah. potential skill and consistency so that, that's to that car. The Vettel that we're potentially looking to get that. Oh, I think so. Yeah. I think if Vettel can get podiums next year, that's a massive oh. win for Aston Martin, right? Vettel, oh, totally. I would love to see Lewis and Seb on the same team, mate. If if we'll put it this way, if, if Aston Martin get podiums next year, then you then you raise the question of Lewis in a year or two. I mean, and then, to get really and then they don't have to worry about you know Lance Stroll money, Daddy Stroll money, because all of a sudden you got Lewis Hamilton yeah. and Sebastian Vettel on the same team, where every sponsor will be you know yeah. rolling over backwards to get their name on the car. So, two important questions for you for Crystal Ball work in for twenty twenty one season, and I'll, I'll set, let's separate the field, uh, Red Bull and Mercedes. In 2021, can Red Bull take it to Mercedes? New no. Upgraded Honda engine next year? No. It depends. What Do you mean take it as in they could win? And they win, win races? And can the championship go down to at least the last three races? I, I think it will be closer. But I, I definitely wouldn't bet on uh, Red Bull winning it. I can't see any change to 2021. Here's what I, here's what I think of those two teams. And I think that... Um, I, I do think Albon will be given the ass and, and mm. I, I hope that it's Checo put in and I think that will earn them more World Championship points. And I think the Constructors' World Championship will go deeper to the, into the season than it did this year. Yeah? I don't disagree with that, but I just don't see any change at the moment whilst Mercedes remain as competitive yep. as they are. They remain okay. the, the dominant force. Then yeah. take put those two teams aside and what's the what's the number three... Battle next year. How do you see three, four, five, and six coming out? Because you've got yeah. McLaren with the Mercedes. You've got Aston Martin as a new, you know, venture essentially. And who knows what more there? Because they're building wind tunnels. They're actually. Yeah. This is you know this has just been a year. They've been investing in this same time. I think you'll find. Then you got Renault with McLaren. Yes. With, with um uh, Alonso. I still. I've got almost. No hope? No faith in Alonso. I, I thought you were going to say that, yeah. Just, I actually think the dark horse next year, sorry, Harry, is that um, Alpha Tauri might be in that battle for third. I Depending honestly, on who they're... Depending, depending on, on who they've got, yeah. But I think Gasly could really take it up. Yeah, but one Mc man... This is the yeah, problem with Red Bull. Right. One man is not enough. But I know it's not enough, but, but who knows what we can see with Sonoda. We yet to see... I know, I know it's... But you're, betting on, you're betting on McLaren with two very good drivers. True. If you're thinking... If we're like, okay, they're going to be on fairly even car grounds, then you're going to... Then I you're mean, if, the if, if Sportsbet put up a market for third place in the Constructors' Championship for 2021... It's got to be McLaren, I would right? genuinely put 50 bucks on McLaren because it'd be paying, you know, $2, I reckon, because it'd be yeah. hard to spread that... that that uh, the odds across those three or four teams because they, they haven't started a market yet for no, Formula I One. So, no. so you so we know that they're getting a driver upgrade over with with Daniel over signs, which you know I don't think it's that large of an upgrade, but it is an upgrade. I think it's a and it's a consistency upgrade. It yeah. is, and then with the the car itself, like we know that 
Um, McLaren have been doing a lot more changes to their car this year that will be more suited towards that Mercedes engine next year. And if they're already getting third this year, they're already very competitive. Mm. What it's are actually they there. It's theirs to lose, right? Yeah. Absolutely. So what are they going to be like when they've got a, a better power unit in there um, to race with next year? So I just I, I can't see... I, de- I definitely can't see AlphaTauri um, jipping them there because I feel like they've... Like you say, even if Gasly has a ripper season, like you think, Connor, I don't think... The second driver, no matter who it is, they might do well, but they're not going to be getting, you know, fifth, sixth, you know, place every couple of races. Okay, I'll ask this question then. With, with McLaren, they've had the best season in a very, very long time. Do you remember at the beginning when we started doing this podcast and we talked about... Fuck, that feels like a long I know, time ago. I know, it's a long time ago. <laughs> but we talked about McLaren getting the Mercedes engine and, they, and you know, you're, you're thinking... My thinking year, was that would be a... a bad pairing because it's a different vehicle because they weren't prepared for it. This was meant to be a new, whole new car in That's 2021 right. as opposed to a 2020 car being reused. So adding a Mercedes engine to a 2020 car... Which is designed around a Renault correct. engine. Correct. Yeah. Oh, still, I'm still nervous about that. Yeah. But I, I get that from... I don't know if it was the original Drive to Survive series or a documentary I watched, but I think it might have been the first Drive to Survive where they... They really struggled. That was the reason for making the switch away from Honda was because they just struggled to integrate it into the into the into the chassis. Yeah, but I just remember that when Braun GP came around, and I have brought this up before, they had to shoehorn in a Mercedes engine into a car that was basically yeah. designed around a Honda engine. It was a Honda car, and they managed to make that work. So. Who knows what... You're McLaren. saying world championship for Daniel Ricciardo. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying... That's what I'm hearing. No, I'm not. But I think... Well, maybe. Fuck Lando. <laughs> he can go the year after. Exactly. He's got I'm just saying, you know, stranger things have happened in Formula One. And yeah. we know that McLaren are on the up. And they're looking good for 2022. If they can make All this right. partnership work somewhat in 2021 with the package that they've got right now... Boy, oh boy, we could be in for a very good 2022. The 2022 season's going to be good. Can I say, just you know, off topic here for a second, I love in these post-race interviews where you see Alex then had to wave his wrist with the Tag Heuer watch that he's just been forced to put on for the sponsorship yeah. in the in the interview. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. very obvious, like, adjustment of the wrist in front of the camera yeah. so it could be seen. Anyway, I just, it's, I a, it's the one job I'd prefer to have in a Formula 1 team is the guy that gives them the watch at the end of the race just <laughs> so that, you know... Someone's got to get paid to do it. Might as well be someone's you. Someone's job, right? I mean, I'm, I love the good people at Tag. Um, <laughs> so, uh, hit me up. Hit us up. Hit us up, Tag Heuer. I'm testing the connected there, Tag Connected, in a couple of weeks. Looking forward to that. Um... <laughs> Uh, what was I going to say? Predictions about Melbourne. Not happening. I, oh, I've, I've wavered on that. You know, my yeah, original thoughts were pretty strong. I read that article on the... Uh, yeah, I did too. On the, the bubble inside the bubble type of mm. thing where I could be possible. The only reason with that where I'm, I'm not doubtful but hesitant on is what is... If I look at it from the Victorian government's perspective, what is the benefit for them to allowing that? This is my point, and I think I, I may have said this last week, if not mm. before that. Yeah. The the point of the big Melbourne sign, the Melbourne everywhere, the point of taxpayers' money going into a Grand Prix is to drive tourism. Um, tourism is not going to be open to the world uh, in March next year. It will be post-July and vaccine-based before people are allowed to come here. At the earliest. At the earliest, right? Yeah. So there is no benefit to anyone other than and here's the, here's the thing. The only benefit is to boost society to let them feel like it's yeah. normality. But if it's a bubble... Then no one's in. No one's there. Because a genuine biosecurity bubble like they've done at Abu Dhabi is, 
listen, you're all fucking staying at the hotel at the track. You're all not allowed to leave the yeah. track. You're there. That's it. You bust there and out. But if as soon as you introduce anyone else into that space, you're you're exposing people. So I don't know how the public get involved. Mm. Or, I mean, riddle me this: do you do you build more grandstands on the on the the northern side of the lake or the western side of the lake, and you, you have kind of two parts of the track, two bubbles? Yeah. You know, like. Find a way to get fans involved so that it's that normality you bring to the state and to I the just, people. And the other th- the other thing with it as well is it may be that um, you know financially there could be some deal struck that say for the tw- you know twenty twenty two or you know beyond that Melbourne gets a significant you know discount to what they would usually have to pay if they hold it this year as well. My guess is Liberty Media are a bunch of utter pricks to deal with yeah. because. They're so arrogant about the property that they own. And yeah. here's the big thing they're arrogant about. And the fuck commentary just wouldn't shut up about it. Hasn't it been amazing we got through 2020 with 17 races? Uh, no, because you wanted to have 20 or 21 at the yeah. start 22. of the year. So, 22. So actually, it, you didn't get much of a season out of it. But you did very well to get a season going. And secondly, three fucking drivers got COVID. Two of which are from the same team. 78 positive tests out of 78,000. One in 1,000. That's not a good number because that's the number in society. And, and yeah. that so bubble... It shows your bubble was doing nothing. If it's your bubble was genuine, you'd have zero like Australia. And, and, we, and that's the thing. That's why I think I can't see the Australian Grand Prix happening because you've had three occasions, three drivers having the bubble burst. You know, and I, I don't think people around the world, even Aussies around the world, appreciate what we're experiencing here. We've done very, very um, well. My, one of my best mates, he won't, I'm sure he doesn't listen because why would he? But you know, <laughs> he, he, he commentates the Formula fucking four regional championship in Europe or something. Anyway, um, we, we were talking, he's like, when do you think I'll be able to come home? I'm like, fucking, in, well, he said, with normality, as in no quarantine. I said, mate, good luck getting home before July next year without uh, needing to quarantine. Yeah. Well, you can- need a passport vaccine passport and to be an Aussie citizen. Well, I can tell you right now that our F3 drivers in uh, Oscar Piastri, Alex Peroni, Callum Williams and Jack Doohan, they've had to do quarantine. Yeah, of course. So, And, but, and, and Oscar's in quarantine You know, right the now. conversation I was having with Ian was, you know, it's a joke and, you know, well, I don't, we, we disagree on this because I'm like, that's I, I support that. I support these fuckers having to do 14 days quarantine mm. um, because there's no guarantee about any of these people. No. Whereas anyone overseas kind of looks at it and goes, what, what are you talking about? You know, they just see less traffic on the roads and they, they, they're in that kind of where we were in April, May. And we're now, like, I don't want to break it to you, it's normal here. Yeah. <laughs> Victoria, yeah. not quite yet. And it's still funny to see Victorians come to, I don't know if you've met, had any Victorians come around or seen any, but it, they're, they're still like, should we, should, are we allowed to yeah, elbow? Yeah. Very we're like, dude, we're shaking hands. Like, even yeah, we're yeah. hugging. We're, we're cool. Like, we're okay here. I was at Costco today and it was like a zoo Manic. of people. Yeah, Costco member, right? Eh? Oh, the more you spend, the more you save. Wow! Wow! Did you back the trailer plot. up, and what off, a you plot. didn't take the MX Five, did you? <laughs> are, are you trying? Are you trying to get some get some, get them in to sponsor us? Are you? Where, yeah, if they can give me a discount on that discount. For, like I'm more for that. Oh, don't right. they don't strike me as a discount or discount kind of organisation. <laughs> so where are we at? One, two, three regarding Melbourne. Um, I, I'm very much on the fence, but I'm going to say it's going to go ahead. Yep. I'm on. I'm. Don't think it's going. You don't go think ahead. it'll go ahead? Yeah. No. It's not going to go ahead. Oh, I feel like they'd be very clear. I could waver in a, in a second. I feel like they have to have some a some discussion on some form has had to have happened for them to put on the calendar. Yeah, that's true. So it's not, and not just so with the Australian Grand Prix Corp. The yeah, government needs to know about. It, well, even if it's the Australian Grand Prix Corp has had the chat with the government on their yeah, behalf. That's spot on. Yeah, like someone has said that 
there is a possibility that we can find a way to get this to work, whether it is like they were talking that bubble inside the bubble. Because you've got to remember also the Victorian government's talking about the Australian Open as well. So yeah. they would be working on those same conversations. They're just going to put the same processes in place. And if they're willing to put the Australian Open on, how's that any different to yeah. the Formula One in terms yeah. of why you would have it when you're not driving tourism? You know, well, why? Yeah. So, but perhaps... From an over, and again, we don't know what, know what it's like to be overseas right now, but are overseas people struggling with the idea of even thinking about holidaying? And therefore, are you wanting to plant the seed for that 2022 holiday now? Are people booking it early? Going, yeah. We've been stuck here for 12 months. I want something to look forward to. I mean, to. I don't know, right? I can't fucking go anywhere in the summer holidays because we didn't think about it. And we're yeah. like, there's nothing. You just oh, can't yeah. get anything. Yeah. There's nothing. There's nowhere to go. No. <laughs> there's I'm just nothing available anywhere. So I'm just going to book a place in the city and take the kids... To, into the city of Sydney because why not? You know, there's hotels. Yeah, to the spare. Sea World. Uh, yeah, we haven't been there for a while, mate. Why not? I don't know what else is in the city. I don't know. Is there just bad tourism around. Sydney ad right now? Yeah. Well, you know, the harbour's pretty beautiful thing. Just to go out on Absolutely. on a ferry. Yeah. You know, there is stuff yeah. just to do. Have one, but mate, also you just have one night in the city. It's a treat for kids. Yeah. For a kids under thirteen or fourteen, it's a treat just to go and stay in hotels. So that's cool. Um, yeah, I think it's fascinating. Uh, um, obviously, there's still some work to be done on the calendar for next year. Um, but all oh, that'll come they, to they got to replace the uh, the Thai Grand Prix. The Thai Grand Prix, oh, Crofty really I fucked that one up. I believe he he said it was the Thai Grand Prix when it was actually the Vietnamese Grand. Prix. I glossed over that because I just assumed maybe there was one and I didn't read about it. <laughs> I was just like whatever. But you know, Portugal would be a very good replacement for the Vietnamese Grand Prix because it did provide some entertainment. I know. I think you know the Vietnamese Grand Prix was awesome. You know, the idea of the concrete walls and mm, Singapore style. I like that. Bring it on. Bring that yeah. back. Whatever I corruption was involved, make it happen. Let's <laughs> yeah, let's pretend there's not corruption at every level. Yeah, I was going to say, this yeah. is a multi-billion dollar sport. There's no corruption anywhere? Yeah. Please. Yeah. Please. Um, can, anyway. I, can, I, can I quote you, mate, Paul Murray? Seriously. <laughs> Sorry, um, Paul. Sorry, Paul. I mean, it's very disappointing to smash out the last race of the year in such a boring fashion, it I'll was be honest. fucking boring. I, I, I can't help but say that, but it was just like everyone You've got a better Twitter, memory than me, but I do think there's been a couple of boring races this year, Hungary but that, that was, topped them. Hungary was but probably close to that. It was really yeah. boring. In saying that, I think, you know, if we look back in the season, I think overall it, it's been a pretty good season. As, I've enjoyed it. As compared it. to other seasons, yeah. it's probably been one of the better ones. Like even we're looking at Pierre Gasly right now, like when he hit the race, what race? The Italian Grand, Grand Prix. Who would have thought? Like that, that was... Well, no one. Yeah. No I one. mean, if anyone placed a bet on that, other than other than his own countrymen, in the way that we play, I placed a bet on Daniel Ricciardo to win at two hundred to one, as we always do, seven dollars to one. And you know, there was a moment there where I thought this was good, and then uh, <laughs> then I realised that was a stupid waste of ten. He comes, Dan. He's running, 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 running. As we're watching uh, yeah. Fox Sports, he's he's waiting to get his turn. Probably going to try. Look, there's a lot of cameras and microphones on him. Yeah. Well, it's last race about Renault, drive, so there'd be a lot. Oh, yeah, it could be. Um, there, and that's going to be that's oh. Honestly, that's what I'm waiting for. Drive to oh, Survive. Can come yeah. out soon enough? Far out. They they drag this shit on, don't they, Netflix? But, uh, you know, turn it around. Give us give us it in late February, early March. and I'm looking forward to Lando. <laughs> Lando. Lando and Daniel were both standing off stage, and Daniel and Lando just raced up to try and get the, the seat on Sky, and Daniel took it so good on him. It's Look, I'm, I'm really uh, – to be honest, I am looking forward to next year's yeah, season too. because – Again, it's and it's very patriotic, but I just want to see Daniel in a different car. I want to see if he can do better. Um, and I don't hold out hope that we're going to see a change in the way the races play out. 
Certainly not for one, two, three. But fuck, that midfield could be a bit of fun. I think so too. Shall we look at the driver standings to wrap it up in the, in terms of this year? So, yep. drivers final driver standings for twenty twenty: Lewis Hamilton, the world champion, on three hundred and forty seven points. Valtteri Bottas did claim second, so Mercedes won two, two hundred twenty three points. Max Verstappen just eight points short to claim second. He finished third on two hundred and fifteen. Sergio Perez fourth in the championship on one hundred twenty five points with no seat for next year. With no seat for yep. next year, which is an absolute travesty. But I think we, there's more to it than meets the eye. Daniel Ricciardo finishes fifth on 119 points. He, he was agonizingly close to finishing fourth, but fifth is not bad. Carlos Sainz, Alex Albon, they finish equal six on 105 points. Then it's uh, Landon Norris on 99. Charles Leclerc, 98. He got beaten by McLaren. That That's that's a startling point right there. Uh, and then you've got Lance Stroll and Pierre Gasly on 75. In the Constructors' Championship, Mercedes, 573. Red Bull, 320. McLaren. 202 points. They beat Racing Point by seven points, and Renault finished fifth on 181. A good wrap-up, Connor. And, boys, I've, I've utterly enjoyed sitting watching Formula 1 with you boys this year. It's yeah, not something I've ever done good. before because normally you're just sitting there on your own and, and just kind of actually falling asleep in the odd race, uh, which I haven't done this year. I think that would have happened on this one. Yeah. Oh, there's no way I would have made it to the end of this no. race on my own. No <laughs> way. You would have just turned um, it off and went to bed. It was like, a, this was like a good uh, Barcelona test session for us this year. Um, it didn't quite go as planned because <laughs> uh, it all turned to shit and then suddenly we had a we had a, 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 a championship. Well, who would have thought when um, we started this podcast, we were sitting around the table here in this very office in at the end of March and thinking... How the fuck are we going to get through this season? And then here we are now. Just what? Almost 2.30 in the morning. And oh, fuck, thanks for that. Yeah. And Harry's got to go to work tomorrow. Yeah, yeah no. Day. Big day, has ah! <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> um, but it's been fun, boys. I really enjoyed it. And hopefully uh, we can, uh, yeah. we, if we get some feedback from folks, we might uh, we might just come back and do it again next year. Uh, maybe it'll be a bit different. Maybe it'll be uh, different. I, I, I don't know yet. I don't know whether it's it's the right way to do it straight after a race and whether there's any benefit to listening to people talk about a race you haven't seen yet. Or I don't know whether it's better to do it three days later and, and recap the race. I don't know. Um, but I think we can we can work that out, and if people have got feedback, they can hit us up and let us know. I think the feedback has been very positive from what we've what we've seen. So, yep. Yeah, but, you know, sometimes uh, sometimes you get distracted by the positive feedback, and you actually because no one's willing to say the negative. I'm open to anything. I, I don't care what people say, good or bad. It'll hit me hard early on the negative feedback, but I don't <laughs> care. I'll move on. I may bag you back on Twitter too if you say it on Twitter, but just don't take that to heart. Um, but you know, there, I think there was there's some good opportunity to make something of this. We had that opportunity early in the year, but then it kind of died out the ass. So you never know your luck, and we'll see what 2021 brings. And hopefully, there's just for the sake of the race. Hopefully, there's a Melbourne. Australian Formula One Grand Prix, and we can uh, we can enjoy that uh, with Daniel doing very well in a McLaren. That's obviously the wish list. Absolutely. More can importantly, we? hopefully the fucking Daniel. No, I can't say what I was going to say because Jackson's listening. I'll tell you off air, boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, thanks, boys, and uh, we'll do it all again um, another time. I don't know when because you know, there's really nothing to talk about until March next year. Thanks, boys. Cheers. Gotcha. Later.